0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire, July 12th, 2017. As always, I am your host, Michael Dolce, joined by his esteemed co-host, the Lord of the Radio, Mr. Hassan Godwin. Good evening. Uh, we have, I mean, we just have, like, a jam-packed show. Like, I just posted on Facebook. Um, yeah, you've been bugging me,
1: like, talking about it for, for like, an hour. Oh, yeah. It's been, you know, oh, yeah. Well, I, I've been I sitting mean, here seething.
0: That's angry. what we kind of call this entire show is just bugging you the yeah. entire time. Not bucking. Not to be confused, but <laughs> bugging.
1: Bu- yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay, move
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> move on. <laughs> Awkward. Um, you know, last week we kind of talked about the Wednesday being the Monday. I'm a big fan of that now. I'm a much bigger fan of the Wednesday really? being the Monday. Yeah, yeah
1: because uh, yeah. Wednesday is yeah it was, it feels like Friday oh yeah,
0: and now there's two more days left and yeah.
1: <laughs> that that blows yeah,
0: so I was telling you I was telling you backstage and I was telling everyone in the green room if you go to mm. patreon.com slash secrets of the sire audition for a commercial today you did trying to get a free mattress yeah, That's
1: what it's all about you did it for more than that though, right
0: Oh, free mattress and like the, now, the wait, rush of, so do you, of auditioning do you for a commercial. Do you get a free
1: mattress if you get the commercial? Or do I you get it, a, a mattress as a consolation for If I get
0: chosen, I, I will be part of like a trial where I have to film myself actually being on it. And, and they're going to they're do Being this. on the
1: mattress that you're yeah, going to win. it's going
0: to be very exciting.
1: All right, got to love that mattress.
0: Oh, God. I tried it today. You have to make love it. Well mattress. Well, I'll make love on the mattress. Well, you know ah, what I
1: mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. You gotta get
0: that. You gotta I mean, get the blood sad, going. And that's where you gotta cue like the 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 <laughs> sexy porno music. <laughs> All right. We do this every Every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Uh, we do it on talkradio.nyc. It's a live call and show 877-480-4120. Um, so it gets turned into a podcast and we're on all of the interwebs. We're on iHeartRadio, we're on iTunes. Just look up Secrets of the Sire. And as always, we stream live on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We love reading your comments. We love hearing your thoughts on everything we're going to talk about. Um, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about so you got a couple of things we've got David Crow of from Dennegee coming on yes we do uh, and later on in the show and he is going to talk game of thrones with a season a seven he is i a know crow. isn't that amazing yeah. like like
1: no nah, i think he did that on purpose he must have he must have like
0: purpose. it's like you when you name your kid jeeves and he becomes a butler you know it's like you just know yeah
1: him. you screwed your kid
0: yeah you know you've set a child. course you've set a course for yes, that kid. yes yes uh, but f-
1: just living up to his lowered expectations
0: <laughs> well don't insult butlers i mean you know lee Daniels. i don't know a any butlers so
1: yeah uh well, I'm okay. all right. See, oh, now, see, now you've made me self-conscious about it. Well, now like, the Butler Union, you know. This, yeah, but they're after the Butler, me. Butler Justice World. They're already after me for other reasons this that I is want true. to go into right this now. This is
0: true. We'll, we'll, <laughs> d- we'll devote a special show to that. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're going to kick it off. We've got, again, kick I it. love it. I love kick I love off. the week after the movie comes out, right? So we got Spider-Man Homecoming. No,
1: no, can we? Yeah. It's a big deal now, isn't it? Spider-Man. Spider-Man Spider-Man big we deal. We talked
0: about this last week, though. Big
1: kind of deal, though.
0: It, it Opening weekend doesn't count. Opening weekend never counts. You keep opening, changing the rules. No, no, no. You move go the goalposts. Go listen post. to the podcast. Go back to the <laughs> YouTube channel, youtube.com. I said, no, sire. you go back. I know. You go back. And you said everyone would be talking about Spider-Man. You're right. And yep. my response to that was, let's see what the drop-off is from week to week. Let's see. That's um, not fair. Well, but it's, it's on there. Though. Part of it, part of what I said was right, though
1: we got to acknowledge I didn't that dis- much. I
0: didn't, well, I will acknowledge that, but I didn't disagree with that. I didn't disagree that everyone would be... You disagreed you with know. pretty much everything I said last week. But that's what makes a good show. So if you better. say so. Um,
1: <laughs> if you say so.
0: No, and, and I'm we'll, looking for we'll, a new show. Anybody we'll into, can call us <laughs> on. We'll at, get into the Wonder Woman <laughs> comparisons in terms of like what's a bigger cultural impact. And I will, I will acknowledge oh. this. I think after having seen the movie uh, and, and hearing from some of our past guests... Uh, who are industry insiders, it is definitely having a more cultural impact on a specific demographic that I thought than I anticipated because I didn't anticipate the movie being geared specifically for this demographic. Mm So with that, we're gonna kick off our spoil- we're going to try to keep this spoiler free as much as humanly possible. Spoil it, spoil it, spoil it. Well, in the past, we're they like blatantly saying things. It's been five days. Go see it. What's the I mean, matter with you people? It has only been five days, hasn't it? It doesn't yeah. matter. We're still going to go. We're going to go spoiler spoil free it. as much as possible. I want to give you my good. And then, Hassan, I want to hear your good as well, okay? Oh, um, I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> well, <laughs> we never prepare. I mean, that's, that would, that would mean there that there's be preparation attacked. involved. I didn't realize um, that. And was. we want to hear what you guys think, too. So please let us know. Chime in on the Facebook feed. Um, again, you can call in and debate with us all you want. Fun movie, right? I think overall, I left feeling like the vibe was actually pretty cool. I, I put that in the good column. Is that column. your
1: best? You, that's you, my good. You good.
0: That's my good column. Okay. Um, ironically, it, it also ends up in my bad column, but we'll get into that. Um, it's a fun movie. I think Tom Holland makes a great Spider-Man. I think um, you know we're we're looking at teenage Spider-Man. We're looking fifteen min, you know, fifteen-year-old Spider-Man. I think he kind of comes across and and plays the part really well. Um, I think he clearly washes away the Andrew Garfield movies, the dark you know, the dark persona, the the dark test, uh, uh, you know the presence that that you know those amazing spider-man movies were and i think that worked out pretty good i thought the web slinging was really cool and again it kind of goes along with the vibe um you know early on sam and i we were talking i love the opening sequence where he's fighting crime and he's you know being a friendly neighborhood spider-man and he's doing all this stuff i thought that was awesome i thought i thought the vibe was just perfect for that and it just felt it felt great um i also love that it wasn't an origin movie uh i'm glad we did not You know, have to see Uncle Ben. We knew it wasn't going to
1: be that, though. Pretty much,
0: we knew. But I got to be honest with you; they did not mention anything about his origin, with the exception of him saying he got bit by a spider uh, to Genki slash Ned Leeds. Um, Ironically, not an origin movie is also going to fall into my bad column, but we're going to get into that as well too. Yeah, we're going to get into a
1: lot of things. Apparently,
0: I think it weaved into the Marvel universe seamlessly. Right? I think, and I think having it, you know, having the stage set that they. Um, the movie starts with the Avengers Tower being, you know, knocked over and 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 then it and then it it seamlessly kind of transitions into Civil War and Spider-Man's role and his and his point of view of Civil War I thought was really really, you know, it it just it just instantly made it cohesive and jumped together. Um and then finally I think Michael Keaton might be one of the best villains in a Marvel movie in a long time. What do you think, Hassan? What do you, what's your good? What do you, That was all your good? That was my good. You can add to good or you can comment on my good. It's up to you. That I mean, was a
1: lot of good, though. That was that was a that was an incremental list, right? Uh, there yes, of, of yes. Good.
0: That was preparation. That's what that was. It seemed to me
1: like you were going to mention one good thing. Oh, and then talk did I, about did I one completely? Bad thing. That's kind of how you set it up, and then you just went on a riff. No,
0: we're going you know? riff. We're going all good. We're going all good right now. I want to know. I want to know you're good. I want to know why. You know what you thought was the shining star in this movie.
1: The seat that I was sitting in in the theater was very comfortable.
0: Okay. Ironically, mine was terrible. Go there wasn't
1: there wasn't a lot of sticky stuff on the floor, which I hate. I okay. hate that. Yeah, I hate that.
0: I, I hear you. I hear you.
1: Um, there were a couple of people talking behind me, but I mean that was to a minimum. That was oh, also okay. good. There you go. Okay, so so you expect that.
0: people to be talking behind you? People always talk
1: behind me. I really? wherever I go, wherever really? I go, there's, there's there's and it's the same two. Didn't people, we have this I conversation
0: suspect. after a while? Yeah.
1: Yeah. After, After a, a while, a while the, prob- the just... problem
0: is you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's fine. It's I mean, like I point. don't really contribute to it. I don't. Happening? I don't
1: talk back to them. Yeah, very. They true. just like to get behind me and talk about things that have nothing to do with what we're doing. Yeah, at, at mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're waiting for a train, they're talking about a cab. Yeah. If we're watching a movie. They're talking about a TV show. I don't yeah. know, I don't understand what it's about. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was. A, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was a solid, entertaining experience. Sure. Um, like you walk
0: away feeling good about it, right? Like at the end of the day, you're I, like, I
1: walked away. I was happy I saw it. Yeah. I, I mean, it didn't. Yeah, I, we're just talking about the good. So, <laughs> I liked. I liked Tom Holland. I, I thought he was. I thought he was great. Um, Maris Tomei. Tome, excellent. Yeah. Um, all the cast. The cast was really good. The yep. kids were solid. I know? didn't like Flash. I didn't love. I didn't we're love. Not, we're not. love we are talking about my good, right? No, this is very true. Okay, thanks. Um. Yeah no.
0: We we hate each other. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what gets yes, us the ratings, yes. buddy.
1: <laughs> this is spike, spike, rating spike. Um
0: F you. Two thousand
1: downloads Done! When the next week when they shoot one of us. Um <laughs> Uh, the action was was pretty solid. Yeah. I agree with you 100% about uh, Michael Keaton.
0: Yeah. You know, but he was I Batman. Mean, he was Batman. Well, I know. I know. So but we, we knew he was going to deliver. Well, he's actually a professionally trained actor who's really, really good in yeah, and pretty we, much we everything knew, he's in, right? We knew he was going to give yeah. up the
1: goods. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, uh, I like the reveal. Yeah, that was a great reveal. I did like the reveal. It was one of those things that were really, um, someone said once that that whatever your reveal is has to be something surprising yeah. but obvious. Right. And that was, a, that was a very solid.
0: I applaud you with the spoiler-free aspect of your description.
1: I plod myself. Yeah, the, I don't know what we're talking
0: about. <laughs> well, you didn't. Oh, actually, you, you mean you didn't actually say what the reveal is, the twist. Oh, but you re- you did. It, you, see, you mean this the fact s- that Michael Keaton's the mayor? Right. Oh, right. He's actually J. He Jonah Jameson. Mayor. He eats the mayor.
1: <laughs> 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 he swallows the mayor. It would just turned weird at that point. Yeah, People started eating each other. <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. I don't. You understand. were in the wrong theater at that. Yeah, point. I think so. You're I like, think oh, I crud. I took this. There was this. There was this uh, stamp. There. I licked the back of it. I <laughs> You're, not so, nah, You're not supposed to do look, that. look, man, it problem. was a weekend. It was no. a weekend. Yeah. Um, all those things were great. Yeah, I thought it was a, a solid film. I will jump the gun and say uh, I've seen it before.
0: Really? Okay, that's my only kind of oh, issue. I like that see, that's
1: with um. Now, in what way? It's just it's another Spider-Man movie, and it's really good. Now, here's the thing: I, okay. I was not a huge fan of of the Amazing Spider-Man movies either. Right? I thought they I thought there was a lot of great stuff about them. Sure, but they weren't
0: executed poorly. You know,
1: they, I don't know if they were executed poorly. I just didn't think they were necessary, and sure. I, that's that's the worst criticism you can give a movie. I agree because I don't think any movie is necessary. But in the fa- in the in the fact that they were. A, a an obvious money grab for Sony, sure, uh, and a license renewal sure. thing for Sony, and you could tell on its face, sure. So it, he, it Andrew Garfield, great actor. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a great Peter Parker, um, but uh, and Emma Stone. I mean, those two, they, right. the two of them were kind of wasted. Yeah, on this, you know, two really great actors were kind of wasted in that in that in this situation. Now, having that been said, mm-hmm. they did try to do something. With Spider-Man, yeah, that was a that was interesting. I I think the Tobey Maguire movies, for all their they're faults, they're the best ones. Yes, for all their faults, covered the whole spectrum of Spider-Man. What Spider-Man is going to be on cinema? Sure, right? Bad special effects or whatever they can't. You can't really even blame it for no, that. No, you right? can't. You can't. Okay, so now we're talking we're trying to get back to basics you sure. know there's that, that whole idea of the back to basics sure. which, which mm-hmm. we is just another thing has done that which we've discussed uh deeply and it's back to basics and it's just not original back to basics means not original anymore because he's and, and he didn't really even deal with the melodrama of his love interest yeah. So he didn't he didn't struggle to be Spider-Man. Right. He didn't discover being Spider-Man. Right. He didn't have an issue being Spider-Man right. and he wasn't he he didn't have a romantic. Well, that's situation. actually
0: why I said the origin is both a good and a bad for me, right? Um, because it was good that we didn't need to we didn't need to learn how to become Spider-Man again at nauseam, in <laughs> in a in a lengthy yeah. like ah. Uh, <laughs>
1: But give me something. Watch Bruce Wayne. Give me something get here. One more time, um, I'm gonna have a heart attack. You know, if I watch Martha, Martha and right, Wayne right, get shot in right. the face one more time, I'm gonna lose
0: my. But you know what? You can still th- reference the fact that Martha got shot, and yeah, reference the fact. Yes, you can. You, know, you can say something. And that's about something it. they did not do in this no. movie, and I think there's a there's a there's a fault with that. And I, I don't know if that's the fault. I, no, no, no. I I'll, I'll tell you what the fault is. Oh, you're gonna. I, I will definitely see. tell you What's what the, the fault the is. But I'll tell you. But but before we get to that, let me just complete. This, let me complete this train of thought here. Um, I, I didn't need to hear him even say, with great power comes great responsibility. Tom Brevoort, Marvel editor, actually you know, mm-hmm. Facebooked out. He, he tweeted out that it was great that we didn't hear the line. It was great that we uh, didn't yeah. see Uncle Ben. We didn't was, really hear
1: it in Amazing Spider-Man was, either.
0: But it wasn't great at the same time, though. Because Spider-Man's character is based on guilt. There was not a shred of guilt. The, the penultimate scene where they actually... You know, uh, mirror well, Amazing the, Spider-Man 22, I think it was yeah. the original, where he's lifting the stuff off him to get out of there. Yeah, he's using like a throwaway, uh, not a throwaway line from Robert Downey Jr., but that's supposed to be a moment where he kind of summons the guilt of, you know, of letting mm. Uncle Ben get killed mm-hmm. to motivate him to do something extraordinary, mm. not like some rich guy being like, "Well, you kind of suck, so <laughs> I'm going to take away your toy." <laughs> yeah,
1: that yes. is,
0: and we'll get into more into that, and I will also give you. The major, major flaw that ruined this movie. Oh, all right. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
2: 24
1: hours a day. We're going to keep it superficial. Just a brass tacks. We are very superficial
0: people yes. in general. Well. So we're going to stick to... Well, I'm a very superficial person. Yeah, I'm alright. I'm a book by the cover <laughs> kind of I'm person. a great guy. I'm not <laughs> superficial at all. Secrets of the Sun. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday, talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Uh, thanks to Christina Gillen, one of our executive producers, for chiming in on the on the Facebook feed. Again, you go to Facebook.com/slash Secrets of the Sire. You can comment and get some of your comments read on air. Gene Goldstein, as well, doing a wonderful job chiming in. Uh, Christina Gillen yeah, was not, not a fan to of Tom it. Holland. No, that's no, okay. Yes, nothing that. wrong with that. I mean, I look. Wow. Well, I mean, you can have your no, opinion on there's that. There's an issue. But that's <laughs> not the major flaw. So I, I teased it, and I want to make sure I deliver on the tease. The major flaw in this Spider-Man movie, mm. and I thought you were going to say it, and that's mm. what I thought was really interesting when you're saying I saw this before. Because mm. I actually disagree. I don't think we've ever seen a Spider-Man movie with this kind of tone um, and this kind of uh, difference to what the actual you know, typical comic book origins of the character are. I think they did do something different and create a different entity that we haven't seen before. However, I've also seen this movie before because it's called Avengers and it was called Civil War and it was called Captain America. It's... I didn't need to see another Avengers movie. Essentially, we got a a young Avengers movie, right? I mean, there's no...
1: with, With only one Avenger, though. With only
0: one Avenger, but you also had... The the entire you had Captain America doing his little cameos and stuff like that. I get that he's involved in the world, but to me this never felt like a Spiderman movie. This this felt like an Iron Man training Spiderman movie, uh, and it, and it does kind of touch upon the whole Uncle Ben thing. We. I get I'm glad I we don't need to see Uncle Ben get uh, killed by the by the mugger. We don't need to see Spider Man guilty about it. But how, how come when he's arguing with Tony Stark, he doesn't mention you know, when Tony Stark is basically ripping him a new one for trying to do a good thing with the fairy, and obviously he's screwed up. Right there, you just need to have Peter Parker say, You have no idea how much I care about this because my uncle was killed because I did not act. You know, there's there was no semblance of that is the core of Spider-Man.
1: Well, there's no comeback from that, though. The problem is, is that you know, as, as stories go, as the art goes, the, the the you know the main protagonist is naive about something and it mm-hmm. has a come to Jesus moment and then realizes their mistake and then and then you know comes out of it on the other side. Sure. Uh, you know, enlightened from from the experience. Yes. If um and of course that the fairy scene was was pretty much his come to Jesus moment. Right, right.
0: So I mean, what when, even. Uh, okay, go okay, ahead. Sir.
1: And I won't take long. If if the retort to Tony's uh, reprimand, yeah, (laughs) hit us with a drop. Um, (laughs) If the retort to Tony's reprimand was to f you, I know, I know what I'm doing. You know, I'm emotionally tied to this whole thing, Mm -hmm. and and he spewed his pathology all over the place. There's no. Rebuttal from that because you're that, saying
0: Tony Stark can't. What's Tony Stark going to well, say to that? End.
1: Technically, if Tony reprimands him past that, yeah. and then he, that that means that the ultimate, the ultimate lesson of Spider-Man, yeah, was was kind of just glazed over. Right. The ultimate lesson of Spider-Man is I should have done something. Right. Right. If Tony comes and says. You you shouldn't have done this, and he says I had to do it because I have to do everything. And then Tony gives him another you know hits him with another level of of responsibility. Yeah, it's a repeating the lesson. Sure, but b also it kind of negates his his uncle because it means that he didn't learn anything from his uncle and he's still a goofball. You know, and and it just it just kind of wouldn't have worked. It it could have worked. It would have needed a deeper kind of movie. That kind of movie uh, could have taken. And
0: there. that's and I guess and that's again where I said the vibe was cool and fun and not too deep. Right, was cool and it created something new and it washed away the Andrew Garfield. But then it also created an, a total flaw in the rest of the movie too. It could not get to that deep point that I think it needed to get to.
1: Well, that's what I was saying originally about the, the Garfield movies, is at least it, they were trying to go deeper than the Spider-Man mythology in and of itself, right. and they were trying to broaden it. Yeah. They were naively trying to broaden yeah. it with a really bad storyline yeah. from the comic books, the yeah. Scarlet Spider storyline, which is yeah. not the way to uh, go. No, no. But they were trying to do something other than... Sure. You know, I mean, you can't really top the Tobey Maguire movies. Whether you like Tobey or not, the movies right. in and of himself is... Pretty much Spider-Man, right? That is that is Spider-Man in his entire. I agree, and everything. exactly.
0: And that's the exactly. thing; it, it can't top that. No, it just it can't. You could
1: just you could just do more of the same of that. But uh, this movie really had a, a, a you know a tough. This f- was
0: like an Avengers light movie. Yeah, but I mean, and this movie the, had a, a tough
1: role to play because it had to. It kind of had to spark off this new franchise for the new Spider-Man. Boy, you
0: sound like me talking about Star Wars? Go ahead.
1: It kind of had to spark <laughs> off the new. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, He's going to smack me. I'm, I'm dying. My son is I actually a, not a had, physically
0: violent person. I had a was number to.
1: of Star Wars parallels that I avoided. Okay, and now you've just opened the game. Now, now the floodgates are yeah. open, and I, I really want to just, but I'm not gonna. Okay, um, it 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 had to kind of reestablish everything, and it and unfortunately, it had to tread the same ground again. And like I said, when I said I've seen it before, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, I'm talking about the Force Awakens. I'm talking about this this terrible uh, gluttony of sameness sure. that we have to keep get hit with and the justification is always a commercial justification. Sure. And and we're not interested in that. We're 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 interested just, in the artistic value of whatever we've paid to go see, and I don't want to hear someone says, "Well, they had to do this because you got to <laughs> understand that blah blah blah." I don't really care about the the studio's plight.
0: I disagree. I think I think they ultimately uh, gave us something. I think they ultimately gave us something that we hadn't seen in a Spider-Man movie, which was, you know, him as a, him from a teenage point of view. You know,
1: it de- it depends. He it, they gave us a kid, they gave yeah. us a teenager. But basically, the first Spider Man, he was still in high school. Sure, he was. He was. I he mean, just he, looked old. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, he Maguire was forty by the yeah, second. one. exactly. Right. You know, he was. He was, like yeah, was already. Yeah, he was already. He was on Social Security by Spider Man. Right, right. Exactly. But the first one, he was in high school. He just looked old. Yeah. And there was there was some casting mist- mistakes. I don't know about that Flash Thompson in the first in in the Tobey yeah. Maguire Spider Man. Yeah. There were right. some issues with it. Wonky. But basically, you're not going to top that movie. Sure. For Spider-Man, that captured Spider-Man. I think
0: Spider-Man Two is, is a better movie. No, no, I'm not talking about. Okay, got the, the story the, yeah. in I and got of itself. I got you. I'm okay. just saying,
1: if you're gonna for an, for an origin of Spider-Man mm-hmm. to capture Spider-Man in a film, that film did it. Those three films did it. Yeah. Even the third one, which is, and I admit, a not a great movie. No, it's not, it's a, not very good. But it, that's studio meddling and stuff like that. If you wanna, if you wanna parse, but um. Uh, So, like I said, I had seen it before. I've seen that that mentality before. It's sad that Marvel did it, um, because Marvel. everyone thinks that Marvel is a kind of bub. But again, just like The Force Awakens, it obviously worked, because everybody went nuts for it.
0: Well, Jeff Gomez actually um, commented on our Facebook page, and he had said that... um you know, he, he loves that he is – it's far more important that the movie, Spider-Man Homecoming's core target audience loves it, which is 9 to right. 21, based on what we're seeing across social media. So
1: Like the prequels.
0: Well, no, no, because they didn't – there was no social media back then. Um,
1: yeah, but the kids loved it.
0: <laughs> yes, the little tiny kids. yes. Yes. Like, and that's all know, it was meant for, like our interns, mm-hmm. who we were like tiny, tiny mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. when that when this movie came out. And but now no. and now they're adults. Imagine that. I know. Well, Imagine I would that. not call our interns adults. They are they're they're getting. I there. treat them like adults,
1: unlike you. You
0: just don't talk you,
1: to you. them. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I treat huh. them like adults. Yeah. That's okay. how I teach <laughs> adults. <laughs> I guess that pretty much
0: explains <laughs> everything right there. Um, no, I, I, you know, and, and that's something that. Again, you can tell it was definitely. I, I think one of the reviews, um, and I actually uh, knocked this down that it it uh, we've never seen a character as mythical as Spider-Man portrayed in such a user friendly, sanded down after school special way. Oh, he actually said that as a compliment, though. See, to me, it's almost like yeah, we, I,
1: I, and this that you know that's that that terrible terrible. Uh, uh, uh hipster jargon, you know, yeah, we've never seen this before. this is a thing that we've never seen, hey you've never seen it, and that that's a b did we need to see it? Is that something that we needed? yeah, is that something that spider man needed or did you just dig that up to to give it as a as a as a hit point sure, we've seen everything yeah that spider man has to offer. We just want to see more Spider-Man. Right. But see, that's, that's the problem with the modern movies. Is everything kind of has, like you are saying about uh, the Wonder Woman thing, everything has to be like an event. So instead of just going to see the movie and go, all oh, right, I love Spider-Man, and yeah. he did some spidery stuff, mm-hmm. and he, he stuck to a couple of walls, he, sp- he sprayed some web on people, he sure. punched a bad guy, I got what I wanted. Instead of that, everyone's like, "Well, do we really need this? Does sure. that need to happen?" Well, it does happens
0: it- after there's six, or you know, five, you know, five yeah. attempts to the character, and, and or three reboots. Yes. If, you, if you kind of look at it that way. Yes, it does. Uh, Wayne uh, Peterkin actually wrote in. He's my biggest gripe with the movie uh, was he hated Stark's presence in it and caused more tomfoolery. Uh, Daquan Kane, I named that as an issue in my review also. So you can go to Daquan's uh, Facebook page. He posted a review. I didn't mind him there, but there was too much of him there. Um, yeah, in general, I think, that, I think that the argument of he had to do this, they had to do this is something that is valid. Um, I, I think that the Star Wars analogy, though, Star Wars had a lot more, a lot more pressure on it coming back because of the prequels than Spider-Man did coming back because Marvel itself, I think, I think this Spider-Man movie had the luxury of Well now we're doing a Marvel Spider-Man movie and and there's an an instant like boosting that kind of goes along with being a Marvel movie that people kind of automatically expect, okay, well you're gonna be good then. Um, which could be put could put that's pressure the pressure, on pressure. It. could that, put pressure that, on it, but at the same time, at least you're coming in saying, Everything. boy, they haven't made a bad movie yet, so chances yeah. are this thing's going to be good. My problem with it though is it was like every other Marvel movie. It was another Avengers movie. We, Civil War was not a Captain America movie. It was an Avengers movie. Uh, Spider Man. This was a young Avengers movie. Th- I'm done. I, like I, that to me is well, that's you though. That's the well, yeah. That's that's why I have my no, show i know, I'm a, I know that's the repetition that I'm that I personally am kind of sick of because. Uh, it was great. You know, you but can totally But on. you're
1: basically saying that you're tired of the superhero format in general.
0: I'm tired of this building. And Captain America actually said at the end credit scene, right? Like, this patience. Just have patience. We're building towards something. And obviously it was a veiled reference to Infinity War, which is coming. I, I'm almost sitting there saying they've been building toward this Infinity War now longer than they had to. Uh, I think that in general you have Captain... You know, I mean, like, the original... You know, Phase one was we need to do an Iron Man movie, a Captain America movie, Hulk, we just kind of know who Hulk is, and that's enough, and we have to do a Thor movie, and it's going to build toward Avengers. It was three movies uh, successive over three years, building to this fourth or whatever, two years, whatever the case is. Awesome. And it paid off. Uh, Now it's like, okay, now we're building toward this huge thing. They even set this story eight years in the future from the first Avengers movie to say that they're building toward this Infinity War, and it's great. It's great that they have this vision. And it's great that they're trying to execute this vision. But I'm kind of running out of patience now. I, I'm almost sitting there saying what you're saying. I don't even think we needed this movie. Having Spider-Man in Civil War would have been enough to build toward Avengers Infinity War. I feel like everything's building toward that. And we didn't get a Spider-Man movie. We got a Spider-Man is training to be in the Avengers movie. And that's but my the big end, thing.
1: I think, I think the, the payoff at the end, the way it ended... It's kind of a it is is um, kind of a referendum on that build up because sure. he's been if 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 you look at it microcosmically he was building up to that particular thing yeah right he was building up to his own Infinity War at yeah. the end sure and then at the end he was like eh, you yeah. know I want to well, be my own man do you so. know what
0: el- do you know else is building up Do you know what else has been building up I have no idea what you're gonna tell me. Ga- Game of Thrones <laughs> I don't Game of Thrones has that been is, building up. that
1: is the ugliest segue I've ever <laughs> heard in my life.
0: <laughs> it, it wasn't you know
1: <laughs> It was this terrible transition.
0: <laughs> South Town girls won't blow you away, <laughs> but you know that they'll stay. <laughs> Oh there you God. go. That's that's uh, my whole set of references. I'm sorry,
1: everyone at home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we sorry got David Crow from that. Den of Geek. He's going gonna to hype us up. Excellent. Because we got Game of Thrones coming back this weekend. Yes, it is. Get it's psyched. It's a big deal. Get psyched when we come back. You're
1: listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
3: If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420, on TalkingAlternative.com.
2: Talking alternative radio. 24 hours
0: a day. The superpower you wish you had? Um, teleportation. Ooh. There you go. I always go flight. I'm always like, I want to fly.
1: You teleport. You don't need to fly. Right. You never be late for work.
0: <laughs> That's what you would do. This is why you're the co-host of a of a, of a middling podcast because yeah. you don't dream big enough.
1: Be because I can't teleport. If I could teleport, <laughs> you think I would be sitting here right now? You'd be
0: on time. Secrets of the Sire. Oh. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk. I label this a comic book movie podcast because that kind of gets the whole gamut. Comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Gets it all in there. Uh, Hassan hates that drop because he thinks I'm making fun of him. I love that drop because I think it just highlights how brilliantly funny I am. So I think that's really what it comes down to. Yeah,
1: at at the expense of others. Understood. (laughs) Understood. (laughs)
0: That's the greatest expense ever. All right, we are going (laughs) to pause our Spider-Man Homecoming talk. There's a lot to talk about. We still haven't even gotten to. The diversity um, casting thing that that is a thing, and Easy. we talked about it online a little bit, but we're not going to get into that because we're going to welcome David Crow from Den of Geek to get us psyched up. Get us psyched. We got Game of Thrones coming back this Sunday. Like it's weird. It feels weird. David, you there?
3: Hi. Yes. Thank you for having
0: me. Well, thank you for being here. Does it feel weird that it's in July? It, it, it there's something there's something off about having Game of Thrones on in the summertime.
3: Uh I actually agree with that. Uh living in New York, I always have associated over the years now Game of Thrones coming with spring. This is right. It's finally getting out of winter ironically, but yeah, now winter's coming in July.
0: But we're we're equally excited though regardless, right? I mean, this is this is we're building toward the end. We're we're getting somewhere. I mean, I, I I'm I, you know, I I feel like I feel like everyone's excited, but again, I think the, the the timing of when the show has come back is kind of throwing that off a little bit. But we're all going to be glued Sunday night, right? I mean, there's no question. Yeah, I,
3: I imagine so. Uh, I think the show has reached the point where even the marketing is aware that the ex- excitement is so high right now that they can give you very little, yeah. and that you know uh, half the television viewing population in the world is going to turn on to HBO. Uh, Sunday night.
0: One of our old coworkers, or, Jeff Hannis, who used to work at Wizard, I even posted on Facebook: "You get my money for three months, HBO. You get my money for three months." <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> it's like even people just
1: actually HBO said back: "No, we got you the whole year.
0: You're only getting your money's worth for three <laughs> this months. This is right. This is right.
3: <laughs> so well, yeah. Well, this season's only seven episodes, so I imagine uh, it was very uh, fortuitous to premiere it in the middle of the season. So I believe it'll. Be able to just cross over three months, uh, three calendar months, by the end of oh, its uh, seven, weeks seven
1: episodes
0: this year. Oh, so HBO, you clever, clever beast, um, David. <laughs> did we ever think we'd get to this point uh, where the show has spun so far past the book? Now, I mean, this is this. I mean, last season was kind of it. Still had some aspects to the books in them, mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part. Oh, I mean there there was a little there was there were some storylines that did make there it into aspects of it. Right aspects. But this season is going to be completely like there's nothing there's no there's yeah. no point of reference. Well,
3: yes. Well actually I think for the most part last season was entirely past the books. I think there were some very uh, limited elements that they carried over from the fifth book that they just didn't bother adapting right. until uh, the sixth uh, season. But yes, I believe this season uh, we're well past the books, and more than that, we're actually headed towards the endgame. From everything that has been said in the press, yep. Season 7, even though it's truncated, is going to be all about ramping up both the uh, visual spectacle as well as the uh, forward momentum, because this is not only this is the penultimate season, this is really uh, the endgame is beginning. Mm-hmm. We are now seeing everything kind of uh, conflate into a very local areas they killed off like 20 characters last season yeah and it's now becoming a very small board game as it were for sure. the uh last two seasons
0: sure now i have a theory here and 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 this is my theory that george R. R. martin deliberately is holding back the books so he can test the <laughs> waters with the with the tv show now the tv show has reached the point where he's like ah, i can basically put out whatever i want in that board. i could see you know what my ending was supposed to be see how it goes. And then I can adjust on the fly. I think that's. Well, I'll
3: say this: I'm actually very curious how much of his ending they're going to use Mm -hmm. because uh, we do know that since about season two or three, somewhere around there, George sat them down and he gave them the end games for most of the major characters, almost every major character. Mm -hmm. uh, Which intriguingly. We know that they have—they have to have strayed a little bit because they're very clear. And for example, in season six, we found out what happened to Hodor, yeah. and they were very clear that George told them that. And that is a very brilliant George R. Sure. R. Martin twist—the character everyone enjoys laughing at, making fun of. Sure. Oh, his name and his handicap comes because his rich lord was playing god and time travel, and uh. Broke the yep. stable boy's brain. Yep. There's something very British about that, <laughs> and and so then, uh, but that's very George R R. While they very clearly implied that the uh, green trial, as it were, when the great uh, prologue to the season finale last year, where Cersei wiped out half of the cast of King's Landing, uh-huh. that was their invention. So I'm, I mean, I'm sure that the High Sparrow was doomed. Sure. From the start, but it's it's intriguing to wonder if they kind of went their own way with maybe the fates of Marjorie or Loris Tyrell. But that's the thing. Are they going to stick with uh, the ending George gave them? Right, that's they, the thing. They seem to be oh. blurring the lines a little bit in interviews now, and no one seems to have asked them that straight on.
0: Like, like, how great is George R.R. R. Martin sitting here? He He can basically do whatever he wants because at the end of the day we're never going to know we're we're going to know that he gave an outline but what that final what those final two books are going to be can be completely different and he could be like well yeah they they kind of strayed you know we uh, you know I told them uh, they should have done this you know I mean, not that he would. I'm not that he's—he's he's not going to badmouth anybody. But I'm just saying, he can basically kind of go in any direction now, and he's basically protected because the TV show now is so far past the books.
1: Then again, he's been writing this for 20 years, yeah, over Jesus. 20 years. So if the the TV show actually does uh, follow through for most of uh, most of his outcomes. His, his wad's already shot. Yeah. So he's been working 20 years yeah. to get to the end of a book that, that everyone's going to know the end before he gets but there. But that's thing well, like he can change it. God, David. It's <laughs> not easy to change some of these things sometimes.
3: Sure, he's, he's right. Oh, yeah, he's just, just thrown away. Dense, dense. Well, he seems to run himself a bit into a corner, it seems, because, I mean, he wrote the first three books, and I'm sure someone out there will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he wrote the first uh, three books in the span of about nine years. Yeah. And he's been working for eight years or going on eight years on the sixth book, so... Yeah. I, I, mean, uh, I do believe... Yeah, we will see that book. I'm, I'm hopeful we'll see the seventh, but I'm sure we'll see the sixth.
0: No, I, I think we will too, but I think it's going to be long after the show is over. Uh, what about the big... You know, uh, last season was, was really big with confirming rumors that fans of the books had kind of known for a long time, Jon Snow's lineage, things that were hinted at for a long time. Um, you know, what are the big rumors... Uh, one of the big rumors that, or what are the big rumors that you think are going to be confirmed this season? Uh, one example being, there's a rumor that Tyrion is actually half Targaryen. Uh, do you think that's going to come to fruition? I mean, this is total speculation, but you know, just kind of where do you see uh, the theories the go? The
3: Tyrion half Targaryen theory. No, I don't believe that is accurate. For the main reason being that while we knew, never stupid. actually knew his mother, neither did Tyrion. For the record. I think the tragedy, one of the many tragedies and uh, great aspects of Tywin Lannister, who I think is one of the better characters in the whole story, Mm -hmm. is that he very much loved his wife, but he resents. uh, He views his children as props, as pawns. Sure. And he never could see them as flesh and blood, which is a tragic aspect. I think the point of uh, Tyrion Lannister is that he is... His uh, father's son. Uh, there's a line which I wish they kept mm. in the show that's in the book when uh, Tyrion uh, shoots him on the uh, privy, as it were.
2: Sure.
3: Uh, he says something like, "You're not my son." And uh, Tyrion's line in the book is, "I am your son. I'm your. am you, writ small." <laughs> and uh, I think, uh, or maybe he actually said "writ large," but the point was that he, they, Tyrion was the true heir to Tywin's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drone uh, To Casterly Rock But Tywin could never see it Sure. So now I don't think that the, I think they've pulled the Surprise, f- quote unquote, lineage About Jon Snow So I don't think they're going to do that with Tyrion
0: Okay, uh, what's your favorite episode So far in the whole series?
3: <laughs> oh, um that's that's interesting. I would say personally, uh, for me, I would say it might go back to season two, which wasn't my favorite season. Okay. But I really loved Blackwater, oh, which that was, was great. the uh, penultimate episode in that mm-hmm. season, where they did an episode entirely around a battle, which they've done several times since then. And while it doesn't ha- it did not have the budget or spectacle sure. of, say, Battle of the Bastards last year. Uh, The reason I thought Blackwater was so good is they had a very cinematic eye from uh, director Neil Marshall, who uh, has done a number of really good movies, and I thought that it was so focused on how each character is reacting to the battle. It's almost like, uh, it almost reminds me of a play in the sense that there's this great violence, but you're seeing as the battle unfolds how it's individually affecting everyone in real time during it. So yeah, I thought that was a terrific hour.
0: I, I, it's, it's amazing. I, a lot of people tell me season two is not that good, but, you know, for me, season one is, 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 the, is the, and, and look, we're, we're talking about our favorite pizza here. All pizza is good. I mean, we're not, you know, in no way am I saying, like, season one was a bad season, but those first five episodes, for me, not having read the books was tough to get through. Like the first episode, you know, was obviously intriguing, but then the next four, it's just set up for the most part. Season two though, I binged that in like a weekend. I mean it was like huh. Saturday, great. I'm not I'm not leaving my couch. I could I couldn't turn away. Um I caught up on season one and two and then started watching religiously after season three started. Season two I think gets a bad rap when all is said and done. Uh,
3: I think you're I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I do think uh well Uh, I actually had a similar experience. I read the books, but only after the first season. I liked the first season. Then I read the books and fell in love with the world. And by the time season two came around, I was well-versed in it. Mm -hmm. And I think that they left so much good material out of season two, because it was a great book that they had to condense into ten episodes. I think it's the reason that they broke the third book into seasons three and four. I'll say to get to not just be uh, a bad guy who's talking about books versus show. I think the first four seasons all oh, were all fair, are narratively the tightest. I think because they're not having to make up as much, and I think Martin's very good at building a tapestry where every uh, action has repercussions. And oh, yeah. I think that narratively, even when they made changes, it's because they knew where they were going. And I thought the first four seasons were a little cleaner like that.
0: No, I, I agree 100%. Uh, talk to us about Denna Geek. Uh, talk to us how people can find you. And you guys are preparing for Comic-Con, huh?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. We uh, I'm actually flying down to San Diego on Saturday, which oh, I'm man.
0: very much looking forward to.
3: I, I will be there. I will actually be covering Game of Thrones. I'm sure that ah. they will be baiting on theories. I don't know about Tyrion, but, for example, they're very big on... Uh, pushing the John versus Sansa storyline, which I think probably not going to happen. But uh, yeah, we're going to be there covering it, and we will have uh, Den of Geek magazine, which we will be distributing for free for 30,000 copies. Wow. I don't think I can say yet who's on the cover. Okay, I think fans will be very pleased when they see it.
0: We have a rule here. We don't like to get our, gu- our guests fired. You know, so but but we also do like when you it's break, more of a guideline when you break. Yeah, we also like breaking big news and then we can say like oh, it, was, it was done. Oh, here I first. wouldn't be
3: fired. I would just get you know uh, slightly reprimanded. So <laughs> you could you could try to get me to say it.
0: Well, we we like to be polite as, as possible here, which is probably why we're a middling podcast. We should be more controversial. <laughs> uh, David, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people fi- find you online?
3: All right. Yes, I'm on Twitter at the Crow's Nest. And uh, you can also find me at Den of Geek, where I'll be sure to talk about plenty of Game of Thrones and all the other nerdy movies I'm sure we talk about.
0: David, thank you so much for joining us. When we come back, Wonder Woman Sex Cauldron. Yeah, we're going there.
1: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com.
3: Hello, this is Mark Torres
1: and Pronto Comics' own Dominic
3: Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From the Radio, right here on TalkRadio.nyc. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, TalkRadio.nyc.
2: talkingalternative.com
0: Can a man actually get up with any kind of macho manliness and say Twilight was a good film franchise and or movie? That's like the guy <laughs> wearing the pink shirt, right? Like yeah. He, he but, feels completely confident. But, in- but men
1: can rock <laughs> pink. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait Sam, Sam the Engineer is Sam, wearing pink.
0: Right I just pulled a Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets of the Sign. The yes. Thank our guest David Crow. This is Secrets of the Sire, a comic book movie podcast. We talk about comics, movies, and TV, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Now, Hassan, I mean, you said you had some some issues with some of the factual things he was saying. I got to be honest, I thought he was pretty spot on. It was he was his his stuff was
1: tight. But I mean, it hasn't been eight years since uh, the mm. Dance with Dragons came out.
0: You need to you need uh, to be more controversial. No, I'm not gonna I'm not fire gonna back, my man. Fire no. back.
1: No, he's all right. So we he have we have guy. some
0: exciting things coming up next week, though. By the way, I just want to jump ahead real quick because he mentioned Comic Con. We are going to be doing our Comic-Con preview next week. We're going to have House of Cards actor Kevin Kilner going to be coming on. Uh, He was also in Dollhouse with Joss Whedon, so we can get some Joss Whedon talk. He was in some episodes of Quantico been in a whole bunch of things been pretty All good right. We're, we may also debut because i was contemplating how to do this mm. uh you being on camera next week oh uh, no 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 i'm i'm, de- I'm, I'm contemplating an uh, angle a specific camera go, angle where we don't have to move
1: i'm gonna go get some sun then <laughs>
0: so <can> get ready. <laughs> wait, wait what does
1: that, ready that mean you huh you're, you're, Don't read you're. into it. Don't read into it. Yeah. Just keep going. That was, uh, class. That was very racially insensitive. See, there it is. Yeah, no. yeah. See, you ruined it. It was a subtle nod to it now, and you just kind of <laughs> hit it over the head <laughs> with a hammer. That's called gilding the lily. You hung a lantern on that. Don't hang a lantern on, on subtle jokes. This is
0: not Monday, Wednesday. Don't use big words and no, phrases those, like those gilding those the lily. <laughs> what
1: the hell is that? Those I mean. are writing terms, man. If this you're a was, writer, if this was you're a Monday, a
0: Wednesday... Then I would have known what that Nobody
1: means. Nobody knows what this Monday, Wednesday thing is. You're sure, they on.
0: do if they're checking us out on iTunes. Yeah. And downloading See, our podcast. That's a segue. iTunes. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> In the sky. Zing, <laughs> burn! You got me. You got me. Now everyone has to go to iTunes to so know exactly what we're talking here, about, baby. <laughs> that might have been the best thing you've ever said. Period. Like on the show. I mean, we're not even talking about like like your opinions. They're okay. Ah. Segue. Boom. Yeah. That's where the money's made, my man. You know what?
1: And for for that, now I'm going to end every sentence with boom. Yeah, boom.
0: When you do that, whether or not it's a, an actual accurate statement or not, you are dropping the mic. That's and right You are just You are that's like right. Placing yourself In a position of authority That's what
1: I Boom and That's what I do Exactly Boom 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 Alright That's enough That's old already
0: It's my favorite Time here We go spinning the racks Bringing you the most Fantastical pop culture news And stories I'm gonna add stories in there Because You got stories This is not a news boom. item This is a story item Boom s- story. Called spinning the racks Spin in the racks
1: Spin the rack. Spin the racks. <laughs> boom <laughs> <laughs> you should Here's, edit it and boom. We gotta we gotta cut that a little bit so that it just happens right away. And so there's like this this pregnant Whoa, pause.
0: I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. oh boom. My, boom. Oh my god. We're, we're in lock. We're synced. Holy in it.
1: crap. Wow. This this show doesn't work when we agree.
0: So I was watching. Um, did you catch the, the the History Channel superheroes decoded? Did you ever catch that? Oh,
1: years ago. Right. No. No. Wasn't no it, was,
0: it was on a couple months ago. It was like a new thing. No. No. Then. All right.
1: Obviously not. All
0: right. So they basically they. So, A, it speaks to how far behind I am in my DVR that it's been sitting there for three months or oh, so. Oh, okay. And I finally yeah. got to it. It's only did two Did they decode episodes. the superheroes out? They just basically pandered to the superhero craze and showed all the clips from the movies.
1: That's kind of um, why I don't watch those things.
0: One of the other things they, they did which kind of bothered me was they kind of retold a lot of comic book history, but basically through today's eyes, mm. you know, saying, like, the motivations of this, well, this is obviously talking about diversity and immigration and this and that, and it's like, well, yeah, no, X-Men, yeah, X-Men was clearly done, you know, as a, as a, um, you know. Metaphor. Right, uh, the, uh, end of the show, Monday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Go check us on iTunes, iTunes.com. <laughs> Look up Secrets of the side We
1: both can't suffer Monday, Wednesday, um, though. So. You know,
0: but but for the most part, they really, I mean, they really said, like, and Vietnam was such a troubling war, and it, and it caused... You know, Stan Lee to come up with this idea, and I'm like, I don't really think he kind of came up with that. Meanwhile, they glossed over like Watchmen, which was an actual representative, uh, a rev- the, an actual, of actual reflection of the, of the era. era. They didn't talk about but that.
1: But Watchmen wasn't sexy because that that movie is disregarded, right? It's not regarded, right? With so a, with I mean, there was a lot of
0: like, there was a lot of like the comic book geek in me who knows comic book history to be like, you know, mm, you're, you're kind yeah. of you're kind of bending this history to to. to. Yeah. But one thing I didn't know. Uh oh. And I had and this is what we're going to be Revelation talking about here. Time. Revelation was um mm. the creator of Wonder Woman uh, oh, yeah. who is yeah, uh that's... I'm going to get his I was going to mention
1: this the other, but it didn't seem to fit in with the narrative of what you were talking about because yeah. you were you were and all I,
0: it, Had I known this, yeah, I yeah. would have actually yeah, psychologist William Marston. So apparently he was a polyamorous and mm-hmm. he was part of a sex cult mm-hmm. and that's how he came up with the mm-hmm. idea of Wonder that's
1: Woman. That's why she's um sort of you know, undressed. Yeah, <laughs> scantily clad. But this is like in, in the 40s. American flag.
0: So this guy. So I actually looked it up, and the dot com had a whole feature on the hidden uh, history of Wonder Woman. So apparently, yeah. Uh, The creator, he wasn't exactly a feminist, and clearly they say he was clearly a racist Hmm. uh, when he created the character, but it was built on women empowering and pro-queer ideals. Again, I hate using terms like that to to define things Hmm. that did not have a definition back in the 40s, um, but they're kind of applying it. it, They're applying today's terms to what he was doing.
1: Well, because today's terms are more expedient.
0: But what he was doing... Was banging two chicks, basically, is, is what he was doing. And he right. created the ultimate female like empowerment icon. So
1: he was, you know, he was a progressive. <laughs> he was,
0: he was, is Wonder Woman feminist? Yes, the Amazon princess is often seen as an icon of female empowerment. But she also wears that swimsuit and the original comics from well, the
1: 40s. Everything is kind of is twisted, isn't it? Yeah. Because you got this really great feminist icon... That was you know devised by this this kind of unlightened racist uh you yeah. know, sex you know sex ab- addict right, yeah, yeah. you got X men right, which is supposed to be like a metaphor, basically the 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 oh, greatest that is
0: absolutely a the metaphor. greatest metaphor yeah. is
1: made is is Dr. Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X right it, and yes,
0: but ninety percent
1: of the x men are white. You know, so there's well, always yeah, this there's, little. There's, that. There's, there's always there's sure. there's always something a little sketchy about the. Depiction. Ironically,
0: they they talk about that in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about the Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. and then you you can't help but see like big bald Xavier and like really old white guy Magneto yeah. and they, with and white they flowing hair. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, there is. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So there's
1: always a little. But there's there's always a little, of, uh, a, a little bit of a little bit of kind of amb- ambiguously, you know, ambiguous wrongness. That, yeah. that, is, that is ingrained it's in the it's in the DNA of this stuff yeah. and that's the that's what the, 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 the panic of the corrective panic is all about because a mm. lot of this stuff the foundation of this stuff is mixed very badly
0: yeah I mean it's so funny so Jill Lapore's just released Secret no, not just released has been out for a few years now but apparently didn't few do years very well oh. 2014 The no. Secret History of Wonder Woman ah. um, where she addresses the fact that psychologist William Marston and his family um, were actually he was a polyamorist who had children by both his wife and his live-in lover and former graduate student. And apparently they well were in like a done. sex cult. They were doing... Well done. I mean... Did they kill people? They didn't kill people. Oh. Um, described... so in there. Huntley, Byrne, Holloway, <laughs> and Marston. So there's even more. There's like more people that were part. Marjorie Holloway was an Oh, so... My God, he had... He was just... What a what a guy! Yeah, 1940s, and, and
1: you got this other thing. You know, you got this. You got oh, Wonder clearly Woman. Clearly, I am
0: highly jealous of this. You
1: got Wonder. Well, yeah, and well.
0: he created Wonder Woman. That's, like Jesus Christmas, like terrible. he just did everything.
1: That's terrible. But you got Wonder Woman on the other side, which is really Loving positive. Honey. Uh, you know, icon, right? Which yeah. Which was everybody, you know, young women all over, over the place are imbuing all their hopes and dreams in there, and it has these origins, yeah, these really, yeah, questionable so, origins.
0: Huntley, Burn, Holloway, and Marston all participated in what Laporte describes as a sex cult in 1925 to 26. So, I mean, holy yeah, you're cow! Up on this at the home thing. of Marston's aunt Carolyn. Good old Aunt Carolyn, just hosting those sex parties. Well, she's, I wonder, you know, you know, she's a very understanding woman. Participants celebrated female she sexual power, team. dominance, submission, and love by and love by forming love units. Consisting of multiple partners. We, we
1: get the the intricacies of this. You're you're kind of hung up on that. I little, really am hung up on so this. So you don't really want to discuss the duality of this stuff. You just want to talk about the sex cult. If thing. this
0: was a Monday Wednesday, I would I would talk right, about the duality. Yeah, of things. Okay. But this is a
1: Wednesday. That's Wednesday. a bad segue. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: not a bad. That's yes segueing into anything.
1: That was it. That's a bad button. What you tried to do. You tried to wrap it all up with a button, but it was really wasn't done no,
0: no, no. I'm literally that is my reasoning for me not being as sharp as I normally am. Oh, like okay. we're not actually.
1: Because it's, it's uh, Monday-Wednesday?
0: Yeah. Because it, it, it's not a Monday-Wednesday. If it's a Monday-Wednesday, <laughs> I'd be sharp. I'd be sharper. But instead, my Wednesday-Wednesday brain is just all about the sex code. But
1: we do this every Wednesday. So you're, gonna, you're saying you're going to be like Eastern, this every Wednesday. 8 p.m. Eastern,
0: talkingalternative.com. Next week.
1: That's a setup.
0: It's Comic-Con <laughs> season. <laughs> and who better than House of Cards actor Kevin Kilner is going to help us preview the festivities. We're going to talk about his time on House of Cards, Quantico, Dollhouse. He's been on a whole bunch of stuff. Really excited to have him on. And uh, we're going to talk more Comic Con 2017. Yeah. You know what should we be looking at? What's what's the big stuff going on? We got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we will see you next week.
1: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Thursdays, 12 noon, on talkradio.nyc.
0: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.